Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three and out podcast Monday after a little holiday weekend. Uh, Passover, Easter, whatever you celebrated. Hopefully it was great. Spent some time with my own family. Uh, my little brother's son It's growing by the day. It's crazy how human beings, they be go babies to then crawling to then walking to then kind of talking like you just see a morph into this into this actual human being. It's uh it's wild to watch as all my parents out there know. For uh my people that are listening that aren't parents, better be ready. <laughs> Cuz those little ones are not easy. A lot of energy, high energy would make for high motor as we would say during the draft process. We're going to talk about some draft thoughts. Uh 
something that hit me over the weekend on the two New York teams, some wide receivers are holding out as we get into this, what's considered phase one. It's kind of weird. You're not really on the field. You're working out. You can have meetings. Uh, also, the Packers. I uh, might have had a little something-something and my brain was working. And it just hit me like, why don't they have an owner? Like, when is this going to change? A lot of people DMing me like, middle cuff, give me your takes on the USFL. Uh, I watched a little bit. So a couple takes there. Some buzz about Apple. Apple Plus, which I powered through the WeWork. It's not even a documentary. It was just a show on WeWork. Obviously, a lot of you people have recommended Severance. Tried to watch it. A little weird for me. I'll be completely honest. Not really my style. But I watched an episode. I'll give it a couple more. I'll, I'll give it a couple more. Apple Plus killing it. And uh, they might get the NFL package, which I'd be cool with. I, I got Apple Plus. And NFL Stories just kind of uh, banged through some stuff. John Middlecoff was my name on Instagram. At John Middlecoff, slide into those DMs and get your questions answered here on the show. It's really easy to do. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram. Slide up into those direct messages and get your question answered. We do a mailbag on Tuesday and then another mailbag on the weekend in the offseason when uh, we're not talking gambling with my guy Stucky. Obviously, we'll have a golf podcast coming out Wednesday, a little go low. Uh, But let's start with this. Obviously, the draft is... You know, a week and a half away. A little longer. I'm recording this on Monday. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's literally a week and a half away. And I think the unique part about the NFL's business is of the three major sports. I don't, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, it went viral on the internet. These guys went to a Mariner game dressed as the 95 team. And that 95 team was loaded with some of the greatest players ever. Randy Johnson, a young Ken Griffey Jr., Alex Martinez, Edgar Martinez, like the team was Alex Cora, Jay Buhner. Those guys aren't in their realm, but you know what I mean? And I don't think it can be overstated how big baseball was in the mid nineties. Baseball was essentially the NFL. It was on equal footing. It was the biggest, it was America's pastime. Cal Ripken, Barry Bonds, Griffey, Greg Maddox. These people were as big as Mahomes, Allen, Brady. They, they were, they were rock stars. And one thing we've seen as, as sports have changed, same thing with basketball, but that was really led by Michael Jordan, is the three major sports, baseball is very, very dependent now on big markets, right? New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, Chicago Cubs, Los Angeles Dodgers, San Francisco Giants. They want the Philadelphia Phillies to be good, the New York Mets. You need the big brands to carry the sport at the highest level. Like, it's, it's, it's not even as star-driven as it used to be. To me, it's big brands, and the big brands are the teams, and they like the stars on those specific teams. Basketball, a little bit of a hybrid. It's a star-driven sport, but ideally, you put your biggest stars on your biggest brands. Curry, Warriors, Bay Area, one of the biggest markets in America. LeBron, Kobe, Kawhi, those type guys, LA. Boom, right? But... They have been able to circumvent New York's been terrible. Chicago's really been bad for a while because it ultimately is a star-driven league. So you can have Giannis, Lucas, Jokic, some of these random stars help just carry a little bit of the league. In the NFL, the markets, they've never had more economic success this last decade. And the biggest market in America, New York, has two teams. And they, for the most part, both been terrible. The Jets have been an embarrassment. And the Giants had a couple moments, one moment early in the decade. They obviously won a Super Bowl. 
And then they made the playoffs in the middle of the decade when McAdoo was the offensive coordinator. And that was the game in which Odell and uh, I think Sterling Shepard went to Miami uh, like the weekend before the game, remember? And that picture went viral. But that's the last time the Giants have been very good. For the last like five, six years, they have been atrocious. So the two biggest brands, or excuse me, the 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 biggest brand in the league is probably like the Cowboys, uh, the Packers, right? I mean, it's it's not the Giants or the Jets, but they are in the biggest market. And right now their teams have done nothing economically for the league in a long while because their teams are awful. And they're running through coaches, they're running through GMs. What well, feels like they have two really good GMs. But I was looking this morning, and we've talked a little bit about this, the New York Jets have picked 4, 10, 35, and 38. The New York Giants have picked 5, 7, and 36. So if I'm Roger Goodell, I mean, ultimately, you don't control anything. It's on the coaches, it's on the GMs to pick good players, coach players up, develop them, make them into stars. Like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, we didn't see that coming. Andy Reid, Sean McDermott, Brian Dayball did, Brandon Bean, Brett Veach, John Dorsey, rest is history. Right? And that's the thing about the NFL. Patrick Mahomes or Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers can play in Green Bay or Kansas City and be one of the most famous athletes in America. Well, if you put, if the league could choose, they would ultimately take one of these guys and put them in New York. But that's not the way it works. Here's what the league needs. They need Joe Shane, the brand new general manager for the New York Giants, and Joe Douglas, the now several-year general manager for the Jets, to figure this shit out. And no two teams are more dependent in this upcoming draft to just start helping out the league and really get their franchises back on track, given gifts, which they've earned, right? Ultimately, they made these trades. They put themselves in positions. The Jets with a great trade for Jamal Adams. That was stealing. The New York Giants, who last year just ultimately this new GM didn't do it. Uh, Gettleman did. But it, it worked out, right? Because you traded back from 11 to pick 20, and it turned out to be pick 7. Like, that's that's a really, really good trade. That's a no-brainer. Now, looking back, like, should you just taken Micah Parsons? Yeah, we could argue. But Joe Shane doesn't care. He has ammunition now. And I, I think the most pressure in the league is on these two general managers in New York City. Because of the ammo in which they have. Like, when is the last time two NFL teams have had two picks in the top 10? Now, we can argue all day long about the draft, the power of it, the star power, how good are these players. Listen, you can find players in every draft, whether it's a historically great draft or whether it's an average draft. And when you have this many picks this high, they got to get it right. And listen, the league, while not dependent on this city to be good at football, it sure as hell would help. It sure would be great to be able to put the Jets and the Giants on Sunday night football. Have them more consistently on Monday night football. Why? It's a numbers game. The amount of people that live in New York is bigger than every other market. That's why the number two market is Los Angeles. Well, what does Los Angeles have? They have like 15, 16 million people that live in LA County. That number might be a really a little high, but it's enormous. Like we we got eight and a half million people in the greater Bay Area. They dwarf us and we're top five market in America. So they would really use, uh, like they would love a lifeline. Hey, Jets and Giants, just one of you figure it out, but it'd be great if both of you could just become relevant NFL franchises. Because right now you're not. <laughs> 
Uh, some breaking news on Monday. Uh, I'm recording this middle of the day on Monday. So a lot of these teams, I think, are reporting. And when I say reporting, you know, you just show up to lift some weights and run outside and then do some Zoom meetings. So it's not really that crazy. But one notable, or I mean several notable guys, uh, are going in to be fourth-year players, and they were non-first-round wide receivers, meaning they are in the last year of their contract. A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, and Terry McLaurin are not going to report until a new contract is figured out, according to reports, to the offseason. And listen, the NFL has become a massive business. We all know that. The money, like ultimately the big contracts in baseball and basketball, when you think about it, only so many guys got those. You had to be a superstar to get two, $300 million in baseball or basketball. The majority of players don't get that. Though, we just talk so much about Giannis or Kevin Durant or Bryce Harper or Clayton Kershaw, but they are not the majority. They are the minority. Like the majority of industries. I mean, Colin always talks about this. The cream rises. The top percentage in every industry makes the most money. Welcome to America. That's the way it works. Now, if you're in the right industry, even if you're not in the top couple percent, you can still print money. Like there's ultimately nothing wrong with signing a $20 million contract. But we don't really talk that much about those guys. And for a long time, I think you could debate how valuable wide receivers were in the history of the league, right? Obviously quarterbacks, but then offensive tackles, pass rushers, and even corners. I actually think, philosophically, my own uh, Middlecoff beliefs, I just went third person, are that corners are, are a little overrated. I would build the shit out of my front four and really my front seven. I think middle linebackers get almost undervalued with how many teams have great tight ends and have really good running backs who can catch. Like I like having Fred Warner on my team. I like having Luke Keekley on my team. I like having dominant middle linebackers. Like ultimately, Jalen Ramsey, we saw, I think Jalen Ramsey's a stud. He gets burned. It's not like most guys are not Darrell Revis or Deion Sanders. Like just shutting down half of the field for 16 games. They give up touchdowns. I'd rather have a guy that's making at minimum 10 to 15 tackles a game and is covering the other team's first or second best player, which is now these star running backs and definitely these tight ends. Most teams have a really good running back or a really good tight end. Like, ultimately, I can't stop Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or Devontae Adams. Those guys are going to get theirs. It's like having an elite defensive wing in the NBA. Ultimately, if you're playing Kevin Durant or you're playing Giannis or you're playing Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, like, if they want, they're getting 30. That is just happening. So, the business has really changed for wide receivers. These contracts that Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, and Diggs got this offseason were like, damn, they got a lot of money. And a little bit like quarterbacks... That wide receivers, how often do they really get seriously injured, right? Sometimes wear and tear over time, they get worse as they age. But a lot of wide receivers can go on to have very, very long careers. Calvin Johnson, a little bit of an anomaly. But we saw Reggie Wayne play forever, Marvin Harrison, Isaac Bruce, Randy Moss. Like a lot of high-end Pro Bowl wide receivers that take it really... Like Devontae Adams is going to have a 15-year career. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you know, obviously you can get some catastrophic injury... But for the most part, it doesn't happen that often a wide receiver. Like you tear an ACL or tear an Achilles. Guys have come back. If I ran these guys' camps, and I bet if you listen to me, you probably tend to think I'm more pro-management, pro-team. Ultimately, I'm just pro-fan because when the fans enjoy the league, that means the league is having success. Every single penny for the NFL comes from the fans. 
It's always my issue with the NBA. Like, the players and, the, and just oh, mean to the fans. Like, you guys realize the fans are providing all the cash. And all the, the media is always like, what about the media rights? Well, yeah, the media companies pay all this money because of the audience, right? Any advertiser you hear here, they're coming here because we have X number of downloads, you know, over $3 million, $3 million a, a month. And they know that we get in front of a lot of people. If we had 10 downloads a month, I wouldn't have any ads. It's just a basic business model, right? So these wide receivers, A.J. Brown, McLaurin, and Debo Samuel, under no circumstances, if I was their friend, if I was their representation, if I had an, if, you know, somehow had their ear, would I recommend taking another rep, whether that be in the offseason, whether that be in training camp, whether that be at any moment for these teams until you get the new contract. Now, ultimately, I think some of these guys have a little bit of a warped view. Like, the reason those other guys got all that money, they've been doing it longer than all you cats. And I love A.J. Brown. I love Debo Samuel. I'll be honest, I don't watch that much uh, Commanders football, uh, Commandos football team, whatever you want to call them. But clearly, McLaurin's really good. But I'd have to really kind of watch some cut-ups to know if I can put him on their level. And for those of you that have, I know a lot of people think he's a star. But to me, those guys, if those guys are getting 67, 70 million, this crew's probably more on the 50 million. Again, your length of resume matters. And all these guys have been doing it for a much shorter time than the other crop of dudes. And they easily could get that in three or four years when they're 28. But they deserve a large amount of cash. And just because they get 50, 52 million dollars guaranteed, they're going to sign a 90, 100 million dollar contract. And more than likely, all those guys will see every penny. Look at Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill. They saw every penny of their last contract up until they got a new contract. So I have no problem. The business of this, of this league is the smart move. You cannot afford to get injured trying for another team or trying for your team when they're hesitant to pay you. So to me, these guys should do this. I'm a little surprised DK showing up, but Seattle Times reported that he plans on showing up I, you know, to each his own. But I think these guys are making the correct decision. Now, ultimately, the sport of football, because it's, you know, it's only three or four months of actual games, you have a long offseason. And ultimately, these guys are going to train. There's a risk in training. You can tear an Achilles. You can tear an ACL, like just training on your own. It's just inherent risk in everything we do, right? I got in my car today. Could have got hit. <laughs> I went to the bank. Could have got robbed, right? Who knows? There's literally risk in everything we do. But I think these people are making, uh, the, the three wide receivers are making the right move. In the NBA play-in tournament, there are no sure things. Except one. Bet at least 20 bucks in same-game parlays on FanDuel Sportsbook. You'll get an instant bonus, win or lose. 20 bucks. That's right. Not only do you get to enjoy the NBA's best duking it out for the right to advance to the playoffs... But FanDuel's giving all customers a bonus for getting in on the action. Oh, and the more you bet, the bigger your bonus. FanDuel is an official partner of the NBA. Their app is safe, easy to use, and you'll get your winnings fast. New to the FanDuel Sportsbook? We'll sign up today, promo code Colin, to make every moment more. So don't just watch the NBA play-in tournament. Be part of it. Bet at least 20 bucks in the same game parlay. Get an instant bonus, win or lose. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. 
permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan 1-877-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets, 
to watch your favorite team. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Really quick, it hit me this off or this uh, this weekend, just sitting there watching some television. And listen, I, I don't pretend to know the legalities, and I didn't even do that much research. What is the binding agreement why this is like that? And, and you Packer fans would probably know the details. But as we see that the Denver Broncos, who are you know a top 10 brand in the league, are going to sell. Now, obviously, Denver is a lot bigger than Green Bay, Wisconsin. And it's a desirable city. I mean, it's a great city. Uh, the Rockies, you know, I mean, it's, it's cool. Uh, I've never met anyone that's gone to Denver and complained. Like, it's just a very, very cool place. But this, the team is going to sell for well over $4 billion, right? Now, that money goes to the owner's family, right? It doesn't get distributed through the league or whatever. That's a purchase that gets paid to the people that own it. Now, the one thing that's unique about the Green Bay Packers Again, I don't follow it that closely. It's just we all kind of know they're not owned by anyone. They're just owned by the people. I, I don't I don't quite get it. But if I'm the league, doesn't it make more sense that we have this valuable asset that the Green Bay Packers are a top three brand? I mean, they're one of our biggest brands in American sports, right? Yankees, Cowboys, Lakers, Celtics, Packers. I mean, it's on the short list of massive You could argue just in American business. How many American businesses, Coca-Cola, Apple, Google, the Packers, I mean, they are fucking massive. It's I mean, they're one of the biggest brands in the biggest league in this country in a tiny little town. What would they be worth on the open market? And again, I don't know how exactly you could finagle it out from the people that own it, shareholders. I I don't know how it all works. But you have to think, because listen, as business grows, Right as as any industry gets outgrows what people once envisioned. Now this is not like the league has gone from the way people thought about football business in the '80s to where it is now. It's been a slow progressive move. They've now all been billionaires for a while, but as things grow, like things change, and you look at every single because you never want to not grow. You always want to be growing because, like we say in the sport of football, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. It's so true. If you say stagnant, you are getting past. That's that's the way the National Football League works. Well, business is the same way. Talk to anyone in the private sector. Like You're either growing or you're dying. And this can get complicated the bigger and bigger you get. It's why it's so hard for these massive companies to keep growing. right? And it's kind of why we got to the point where some of the stock inflation with some of these tech companies, it's like, they're not even making money yet. Are they really this valued? It's really more of a projection. It's kind of created some complications where true companies like Apple, they just keep making money, right? It just it keeps working. And the NFL is one of those where it's like they keep generating more revenue. And to me, this seems like a pretty, if you put the Green Bay Packers on the open market, 
I mean, what would they fetch? $5 billion when you factor in the brand power? Now, it'd be a risky buy because you're very dependent on them being good. Like you don't just have the infrastructure of the market, but the brand alone, I mean, I, I anyone who's ever been to a game, if you're not a Packer fan, to watch whatever team you're watching, right? It could be the Raiders, it could be the Niners, it could be the Cowboys, it could be the Eagles, it could be the Patriots. If you're playing the Packers, there are so, it doesn't matter whether you're in California, Boston, or Florida. Packer fans are everywhere. It is a, to me, that thing is a cash cow. And I just wonder, as things change, if the league will go, I kind of want this in the hands of somebody. I would like to, because the other thing is, I did the math loosely. If you sold it for five or you know $4 billion, I think it's $130 million per team. Now, you'd have to make the players union whole. It, it would just be a huge, huge cash influx for the league. So it's just, just something I was thinking. Again, don't know all the legalities, uh, but it just seems too valuable of an asset to just be sitting there. A lot of people were hitting me up this weekend like, what's your take on the USFL, Middlecoff, the USFL? I, I, I say it all the time. I watch pro sports for the best. I don't watch minor league baseball. I love golf. I watch a ton of this weekend's tournament at Hilton Head. You couldn't pay me to watch the Corn Ferry. And the Corn Ferry is the minor league of golf. Basically, all these guys, Scotty Scheffler, the number one player in the world, was the Corn Ferry player of the year like three years ago. It's, it's where all the top guys go to play to eventually get to the PGA Tour, right? I, I, I grew up in Davis, California. About 20 minutes away from me was the Sacramento Rivercats. And they used to, the Giants took them, smart business move. They used to have the A's. And forever the A's, you know, because and they still are, the way they build their franchise, they're constantly developing and making trades. So incredible players came through the Rivercats system. And a lot, I mean, a lot of people go, but it's pretty boring. Like it's, it's not the same as going to Giants Dodgers. So when I get, when I do this, like, I watch football all fall on Saturdays for ultimately the payoff of Ohio State-Michigan, Alabama-Auburn, Alabama-LSU. You know, hopefully Clemson-Miami, if Cristobal can get them good. And I saw some pictures of Mario tweeting out there their spring game. He's going to make that place relevant. You know, hopefully USC-Oregon becomes a big game again. Like, that's why I want for Sunday Night Football, Alan Chris. Like, we make fun of. Now, it's still the NFL, so I watch, and I, this is how I make my living, so I'm I, I, you know, I'm going to talk about it. But like when Thursday Night Football, remember it was the Jets versus the Colts, and Josh Johnson came in? It was kind of like a running joke. Well, who's the starting quarterback this weekend for the USFL? Josh Johnson. And I have nothing but respect for all those guys that played this weekend or are in this league. I would imagine a large percentage of them are Division One players. I'd imagine a large percentage of them have got a cup of coffee in training camps as practice squad players. Some of them have played in the NFL. It is very, very difficult to make it to the highest level of football, which is everyone's goals, coaches included. But it is tough. But ultimately, it's just going to be a second-rate product. And part of the reason that I watch, like, on Saturday night, I was watching the Warriors. Why? Because of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called the Splash Bros. They move the needle for me. They, they, they generate what I look for in watching sports. No different than watching Jordan Spieth win the golf tournament yesterday. 
I'm never going to get that in the USFL. Now, the ratings came out, and it was 3 million people watched. But as my buddy, who I have a lot of admiration for this guy too, he left the athletic to start his own subsect. I appreciate any guy that with the entrepreneurial spirit and takes off from the corporation to do it themselves. And that's what Ethan Sherwood Strauss did. And he's written articles, fantastic little substack. If you're into basketball and just kind of the inner workings of like the business and sports. And he's kind of on this, the television's kind of cooking their books right now because they've added this out-of-home element, right? Out-of-home element. So if you're at the bars, but no one has any clue how many people are at the bars. I said this forever about terrestrial radio. No one has any clue how many people are listening to radio, whether you're in a major market or a small market. It's all based on these meters, And there may be five people with meters in a market. In a market of five million people, there's five people with meters that might listen to sports. And that dictates the ratings. It's like, this is a complete, you're you're pulling this out of the crevices deep inside of you know what? Like, what are we doing? And TV ratings are a little bit like that. Just because you, I, and everyone else are watching, let's just say, the World Series. They don't account for every single human. It's based on little meters on Nielsen. So it's complete guessing game. So do I truly believe that 3 million people? I I don't. But clearly some people watched. In football, the power of football is impressive. It is not to be messed with. We love what, what baseball used to be in this country is now football. It is the American pastime. So it's just gonna, people are bored. The NBA is diminished in value. Obviously golf, you know, by the time football comes on, golf's already over. Uh, I don't know what else you could even be watching. But to me, this is just something until apps, I have to talk about this. I'm just not. It just, I'm not going to watch it. Mainly because it doesn't do that much for me. Now, if it does something for you, maybe you're more of a football diehard than I am. <laughs> yeah, that could be true. When it, if, if you put an NFL game on in the middle of April on Saturday night, John Middlecoff's there on his couch watching every second. But if you give me USFL, two teams I've never, I don't even know the names of, with just random players, I, I just won't be able to physically watch for more than like 10 or 15 minutes. That's just me. And, and we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. and Maybe it'll be bigger. And if it gets so big that I have to talk about it, shit, I'll watch. I'm a businessman first, you know? But as of right now, it did nothing for me. Because I, I know this. I, I've seen this movie over and over. There's going to be a tiny percentage of these guys to get a shot in the NFL. At least if you go to a minor league baseball game, a lot of those guys are going to go to the big leagues. That, that's not the case here. It's just not. And some of these guys are washed out guys that are never going to get a shot again. Again, it's very impressive. To be at that, to be that good at football is not easy. Better than me, better than you, better than most people. It doesn't mean I have to watch. The other thing on Apple TV getting the direct package or the uh, Sunday package, which you know feels inevitable, them or Amazon. I'd say the same thing for Amazon. We've talked a little bit about this before. Their greatest advantage is they have so much more money than these television networks. They have so much more money. And ultimately, they can make purchases and, and you know, these streaming services have been doing this for a long time, is just produce content to just generate buzz to just keep the business going. Whether if a lot of people watch like they, let's say, invest $500 million into 10 shows. Well, if two of the 10 of them hit, it's all worth it. They just keep taking swings. And listen, a lot of businesses like that, right? A lot. I mean, that's like how venture capitalism works. But with Amazon and with Apple, unlike Fox or CBS, if I cut a huge check to the NFL, I need a lot of people to watch. 
Because the moment people stop watching or ratings go down, it's harder for me to sell ads to make money off that product. And once I get to a certain number, we're probably going to break even or even go the other way. That's the problem with the NBA, right? It's not that still millions of people aren't going to watch their playoffs. It's based on what they sold it at. If it's lower than that, it's harder to sell the advertisements, especially if the economy gets a little weird right now, at the premiums, right? So it's it's one big kind of structure to make money in a little pie chart. I spend X to make Y to make a profit of Z. And Apple and Amazon early on aren't going to give a shit about making a profit. Forever, Amazon, and I mean, those of you that follow closely, like, do they even make money on the delivery service? They make money on memberships, recurring revenue on Prime, and obviously through now acquiring Whole Foods in that business. But for a long period of time, like, they were not, and obviously their stock, but they, the reason everything was so cheap, because they were cool with breaking even. It was to get you there, and then they expanded into other places. Apple TV. Like, they're, they're not going to be average. Like, they just got into baseball. Why? Why not? Like, I, I was sitting down on my, uh, on my bed, flipping on TV on Friday night, and Apple TV now has, I didn't know about this, some of you might, they have doubleheader every Friday. Now, the broadcast wasn't great, but they just have the content. Why? Because why not? Because eventually, we'll probably have it all. Because this is one area of television, these live games, people still watch. Now, certain sports people watch more of than others, but people still watch it. And I, I just think Amazon and now Apple, they're, they're playing a different game than everyone else, and specifically the networks. Now, there's a loyalty from Jerry Jones or Bob Kraft or some, you know, some of these longtime owners, the Roonies, with all these networks with the names you've heard from ever, the Les Moonveses and the Bob Igers. And, but the, these, these kids that are going to run their teams, the Stephen Jones, the Jonathan Crafts, they're going to care way less because Apple and Amazon are going to be able to cut them checks at numbers that eventually these TV networks probably are not. Now, that's why all these TV networks have tried to basically speed up this progress of their streaming services over the last three or four years. But it's hard to catch up to, I don't know, tech companies who are in that world. And if you told me that the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, and all these are basically all on Apple Plus and Amazon and YouTube TV in YouTube in the next, not not obviously the next five years, but in the next 20, to me, it isn't believable. It's very realistic. And it feels like that's where we're going. Let's just fly through some stories. Uh, Stephon Gilmore signed with the Colts. Good signing. You know, this... Listen, it's all about quarterback play with them because their team's good. They have a really good offensive line. They have an excellent running back. I like Michael Pittman. Uh, obviously, they got good players at every level of their defense. So, I mean, I, th- to me, they have no excuse if Matt Ryan just plays like a top 13, 14 quarterback in the NFL to not win 11 games. Zero. And I, I think there is tangible pressure on this coach-GM combination to, um, to execute. And to win. You know, I mean, last year was pretty devastating. To lose to the Jags, the cost you a playoff spot. But really, the week before, they lost at home to a reeling Raiders team. Think about that. The Raiders team was in shambles. They were just running out of juice. And the Raiders, 
I mean, Derek Carr kind of single-handedly, him and Renfro, beat him. That was a bad loss. And ultimately, now they've added Gilmore. They've added Matt Ryan. They flipped him out, obviously, for Wentz. Uh, be interesting. I saw Jeremy Fowler, a little headline, had reported that Malik Willis is visiting the Lions. Talked to a buddy in the league on the phone on Sunday, driving home from uh, from Easter. And he's like, you know the problem with Malik Willis? One, he's just so raw and doesn't know what's going on. Is all of his good play, he doesn't play within the pocket. And ultimately, this league, even the runners, right? Josh Allen can run. Mahomes can scramble. Russell forever could scramble. Aaron Rodgers can scramble. But they can dominate from within the pocket. That's where you got to do your work. Inside the pocket. Can this guy excel inside the pocket? He's six feet tall. So a lot of his work would probably be early on in his career outside the pocket. You know, this guy, he's going to go probably higher than he should uh, based off his film because of his attributes. And listen, I'm an attribute guy. But this guy could also get someone fired. Uh, Baker Mayfield clearly just doesn't feel like he has a landing spot. Where, it's April 8th. Where is Baker Mayfield going to play? <laughs> where, where, just ask yourself, where is Baker Mayfield going to play? And it, sometimes it's hard to find an answer. You know? Feels like a pretty big stretch trying to find an answer. Jarvis Landry. I uh, saw so he's going to wait till after the draft settles. To me, for Landry, Honey Badger, some of these guys that have waited. Like for Gilmore, he's starting for the Colts. Right? Him and more. Boom. Starters. If you're Jarvis Landry... I would wait till after the draft, and he said he would, same with Honey Badger, to see where the wide receiver goes. Because if you were going to be signed by a team that ends up taking a wide receiver at the top, like the New York Giants, and they draft two wide receivers in the first two days, you're like, yeah, I'm probably not going to go there. Now, would they draft those guys if they signed Jarvis Landry? Who knows? Probably. I I think it's a smart move for him to kind of slow play this thing. Uh, Denzel Ward signed a massive, massive extension today. I think five years, $100 Uh, you never really, you know, I saw a line with the guaranteed 70 million. Not sure if that's true or not, but regardless, he got paid. And if you think about it, they drafted two guys in that draft in the top four, Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward. Only one guy sticking it out. But you could argue that they ended up getting uh, Deshaun Watson. They got $230 million in him. They got a bunch of money in Miles Garrett. They got a bunch of money in Denzel Ward. They think they extended Chubb last year. I mean, they're, they're paying guys a lot of cash. Paid guys a lot of cash. Uh, Andy Reid talked to the media today. I watched a little bit of it on YouTube. He said that he included Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes in the discussions about Tyreek Hill. And I think when you see like one of Tom Brady's big areas of animosity with Bill is he was never included in anything. And all I think any elite player wants just like any person, if, if you're going to join a, a, a company, right, and you become one of its biggest attributes, you just want to be included in ideas. It doesn't mean they always got to take your ideas, but any big decision, it's nice to know because Andy knows I would not be a Super Bowl champion without these two guys. They're high character guys. They're the face of the program. Like, And like he said, they're really close with Tyreek. They have kind of been known, as I've said, one of the greatest trios we've ever seen. They probably had the greatest four-year run of trios Obviously, they didn't have as many Super Bowls as some trios, but just in terms of domination and product productivity, holy moly, those two guys kicked ass and took names. So it just shows you, like, you know, the two best coaches in the league, Belichick, Andy Reid. One guy had to rehire Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Joe Judge is gonna, I mean, coaching offense. He might, I mean, is Joe Judge gonna be like their pseudo offensive coordinator with Belichick? Is he gonna coach Mac Jones? 
Patricia's coaching offense too? That, that's where we're at with these two guys? That seems a little crazy. I, I, Bill's the greatest coach of all time. But to go back to the well on those guys who, who've not coached offense and now depend on them, like the, the way they run it up there is a little different. So it's, it's why the Chiefs have run circles around them since Brady left. And then I guess last but not least before we get in the Middlecoff mailbag would be the Kyler thing. It's going to be very, like, is Kyler Murray a quarterback going to no-show this offseason? He's just not going to show up to the Arizona until he gets a new contract, which they're not going to give him. Is that, is that really going to happen? Seems a little weird. That's a little bizarre. Most quarterbacks typically attend. He's just not going to show up because they're not going to give him a historic extension. Hard for me to blame them because I would not either. But this situation could get a little hairy pretty fast. Are you looking for the hottest gambling advice out there? Check out the Moneyline Monaco podcast powered by FanDuel every weekday. Our guy Alex Monaco will give you his best bets, including game picks, props, same game parlays, and much more. Monaco is in another groove and has won nearly 60% of his bets all time. So don't miss your chance to make some money by downloading the Moneyline Monaco wherever you get your podcast. only on the Volumes Podcast Network. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets, to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards 
on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo active cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's dive into a little thing we like to call the Middlecoff Mailbag. At Job Middlecoff is my Instagram. Slide up into those DMs and get your question answered here on the show. I have, I, I usually like once a week for the ones that I don't answer, uh, go through them, uh, my, my inbox and, and directly message people. I, I don't think I did that last week. Kind of got away from me. Uh, it's like a it's like a work project. It's, honestly, sometimes it takes even if I'm kind of flying, it can take a couple hours. You know, not toot my own horn, but we're not digging ditches here. But it's time consuming. Uh, it's just part of the gig, I guess. Doesn't really pay, but you know, I like interacting with the people. Start with Ryan at John Middlecoff to my Instagram. Slide up in those DMs. Big fan of the show. Love how you're not afraid to speak your mind. Do you think the Chargers are capable of winning the AFC West? Raiders are always underperforming. Chiefs lost Hill, and who knows about Hackett and Russell Wilson will work. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have the talent. I mean, the Chargers have the talent to be the number one overall seed. So they they, they beat the Chiefs once last year. Uh, you know, to me, they you can't lose the Raiders. You can't lose a game like they did at home to the Chiefs. They just, to me, their question marks are coach. It's just their head coach. Quarterback's a star. Uh, they have players that are stars. Can their head coach be a good head coach? You know, this year's huge. Because honestly, they should be a 13-14 win team. Been listening for a few years. I never miss an episode. Appreciate that. This is from Ed. Hypothetically, who do you think would win more games in the first year with the Panthers if traded there? Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo? What books would you recommend for someone who is starting to make some money and is interested in learning how to be a better investor in stocks or real estate? By the way, I'm in with you on skills. Well, if you are, we you know it's a tough day today. It was a tough week. You know, it started started ripping, and it's been a rough couple of weeks. 
rough, you know, probably 10 days. Lastly, I think you are an edibles guy, but are we talking indica or sativa? Any preference? Uh, I'm probably more of a sativa guy than indica. That would be my take. Uh, On your first question, I would say Jimmy Garoppolo, but Baker Mayfield, when healthy, is probably a slightly better player, but clearly Jimmy's a way better guy. I I just don't know if it makes a difference, to be honest with you. Is is Matt Rule, can he handle the big leagues? I I know the media loves him. Uh, Excuse me, uh, like people in football love him. Actually, who really loves him? Does anyone love him anymore? I saw Chris Mortensen was like, does he even want to be there anymore? There are a lot of rumors that like he wouldn't mind getting fired, which is a little weird. I've never really read a book on like how to invest, how to, what to look for. I did this podcast I was listening to, uh, The Compound, which I talked about it, which is Josh Brown, the dude on CNBC, it's kind of his company. They had this guy on their Friday show that's called uh, Just Buy More. He just wrote a book. I think he's a younger guy, which sounded like a pretty good book uh, with just a lot of kind of basic ideas for how to invest. And again, I, I, I'm not your typical, like, I don't invest in the Dow. I, I'm investing in individual companies. So, you know, a lot of old school people would tell you that's dumb. Like, I'm going to lose some money. Some of these companies are not going to work. But some of them are going to. And it's going to be big. <laughs> Hopefully. Because if not, I'll just lose a lot of money. Sending this from my business account. Figured you would appreciate being named anonymous NFL analyst. From this clickbait article, especially since you openly shared this exact quote to the world on a recent podcast, appreciate you doing this. I guess someone, I, a couple of you guys forwarded this to me. I uh, I just said Russell looks chubby. Again, chubby people are allowed to make fun of other chubby people, just like bald people are allowed to make fun of other bald people, so I don't feel bad. Like To me, he looks a little chubby. I can get chubby too. Uh, was listening to Three and Out and heard you ask some question or you needed some questions for this week. I'm a huge Eagles fan and think that Jeffrey Lurie is one of the best owners, especially the NFL, but is often overlooked. He has ensured stability during tumultuous times and maintains smooth transitions of power during team changes. Moreover, he really cares about a fan input as shown most recently by his decision to bring back the Kelly Green Helmets. I do think those look good. Why do you think Jeffrey Lurie isn't mentioned with the top tier of NFL owners by media? And do you think he should be in that top tier? Well, he's not. He doesn't talk very often like Jerry or Robert Kraft. And I I would say in my experience, he's not a huge self-promoter. You know, so he's not doing a bunch of articles and videos and just doing stuff on the side. He kind of just lets his people do their shit, let the team print him money. And kind of just lets them do their thing. I think his greatest attribute is he just kind of lets the people he hires. He pays premiums, right? He had Andy forever. Howie's for a while now. Doug pays for players. Just kind of be them and do them. I I, I think that's, in my experience being around there, I just thought he kind of just cruises. You know, <laughs> He just lets his people do their stuff. And I'm sure Howie and Andy and Doug and even Sirianni and those type guys would be like, well, he does this and that. It's a little weird, but... You know, we all would probably have our little faults. I I think his greatest attribute is letting his people do the jobs that he's paying them to do. Which is not easy to do in a business like football where it's easy to have a lot of takes. I'm a huge econ and finance nerd and I'm graduating with my econ degree this spring 
and going to work in finance after graduation. If you need any help with finance, econ, salary cap research, I would love to help out. I need to get an uh, educated guy in the salary cap space. I appreciate you. But I, I don't really dive that deep into the salary cap. Like I just, that's not really my pitch. You know, we, I mean, we talk about it in terms of the finances of the league and stuff, but you know, I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get too nerdy on that many things, right? I mean, I try to keep, be excited about things. I, I wouldn't say on the surface level, but the most amount of people are going to be able to understand. Not that I am a salary cap wizard by any means, because I'm not. I don't understand. I got, I had an agent get mad at me the other day, actually. Now, I, you know, in fairness. I can't go into too many details, but yeah, I probably crossed the line, even though I didn't say what he thought I said, but he explained that my take on his player's contract was off and, you know, he had, he had valid points. And this is, you know, the hard part about my job is I'm an opinion guy and I'm not always going to be right. And I'm definitely going to piss some people off. I've pissed off former GMs before I pissed off this agent, which sometimes it's fair. Like it's just part of my gig. You know, and I, I like this guy. We've never had any issues, um, but you know, it's just part of the role I'm in. You know, what are you going to do? You can't be liked by everyone. Even though I left it on the good terms, I, I I do don't have an issue with this guy. One guy I really pissed off, but I felt validated everything I ever said about him. His name was Ryan Grixon. He was not happy with me. This agent, I'm not going to out his name, but. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be right on everything I say. And sometimes in the heat of the moment, I say things that once you get more information, it, it makes sense. And I was like, you know, it's probably a little harsh. That is the, you know, I'm a shoot from the hip guy. It's why for the most part, like, you know, I, I mean, I have a lot of relationships in the league, but I actually like not knowing everybody because then I can just speak freely. Like, what if I knew Brandon Staley? What if I really liked him? I wouldn't be able to crush him. Cliff Kingsbury, I say it all the time. I, I would probably like the guy, but fundamentally, I just don't see eye to eye with the way he coaches football. So, you know, it's, none of this is personal. I, I tell, whenever people get mad at me, I'm like, this is not personal. This is the business we're in. You, this is my role. This is how I feed my family, giving my opinions. And the, the difference is too, like, there's nothing anonymous about what I say here. Anything I say, it's my name's associated with it. These are my words. This isn't like some anonymous guys. No, it's... John Middlecoff said this, where most of these people, like coaches, GMs, agents, they can put them, they don't have to put their name on shit when they leak stuff, right? I do. Everything I say, name's on it. Question for the pod. Everyone is ripping the Cowboys apart for the lackluster offseason they are having, but no one seems to realize that we have hit big on the past three drafts, Lamb, Diggs, Parsons, and we will have to resign, uh, resign them in the next couple of years. Do you think this has any part in us dumping Cooper's contract and not doing much in free agency this year? Also, I would like to share my appreciation for you. You make my mornings with your podcast. Consistent Speaks. Appreciate it. From Jason. Yeah, I think it's more, you know, you're paying a lot of money to Dak Prescott and Zeke. And even Tyron Smith makes a lot of money. But Dak Prescott makes a shitload of cash. So Zeke makes a ton for a running back. So I think it's part of it is just you have some high Demarcus Lawrence makes a lot of cash. You you have some high paid players. You know, I mean, and then just if you just have random starters making five, eight million dollars, it like it adds up. You know, you realize the older you get, you're like, God damn, I made a lot of money this year. Let's say you had a good year. And then you're like, why don't I feel like I had that much money? You're like, well, inflation. 
Uh, and then you also realize like, expenses. You know, I probably went to DoorDash double the amount of times I should have. <laughs> you know, I probably shouldn't have. I didn't need to buy all whatever. Like it's it's easy to kind of like money adds up. It's no different in football and salary cap. Okay, got one for the mailbag. As a lifelong Lions fan, it's been rough to be a Detroit fan for any sport the last 10 years. Most of us around here want the Fords to sell and bring an owner that cares. With that being said, what are your thoughts on the organization and owner from the Detroit Lions? Well, whenever I see the video of her, she is so old. I think the same thing with the Bears. That lady is just so old. Like, how is that lady going to compete against Kroenke? How is that going to compete against, you know, Jonathan Kraft or Stephen Jones? Just very, very difficult. Like, ultimately, Jerry and Robert Kraft have their kids who, let's face it, are pretty smart and have been around it for a while now. Like, how is that going to happen? It's not. And it doesn't. So to me, it starts at the top. The owners just kind of suck. Well, part of also is you got to get a little lucky, right? Now you're taking educated guesses, but when you hire coaches and GMs, if you get the right ones, if you nail a Bill Parcells or a Pete Carroll or an Andy Reid or a Bill Belichick, your franchise is going to become a powerhouse. If you miss Joe Judge, Pat Shermer, right? Mike McCagnan, your team's going to suck. And I, and I think that's really been the case. Like, Ryan Pace and Nagy did an okay job. I, Ryan Pace was pretty terrible. Let's face it. Ryan, Ryan Pace was bad. I might be biased on this, but I think Ryan Pace ultimately let down Nagy more than Nagy let down Ryan Pace. But same thing with the Lions. Like, if Dan Campbell's a big-time coach, they'll be fine. If he's not, they're in major trouble. Just that simple. They're in major trouble. I don't know. I, I, I'm rooting for the guy. With the Bills signings this year, are they overextending themselves and possibly jeopardizing the future? Von Miller can't possibly have six years left. Well, these NFL contracts aren't real. At a level that justifies his contract. And paying digs may cost them. Jordan Poyer. I remember the contracts paid to Marcel Darius, Mario Williams, and just wonder if they're getting themselves in a corner. Your thoughts? I think sometimes what happens is you get so close to something, right? You get so close. And in football, it's so black or white. You either win the championship or get to the Super Bowl or you don't, right? And most of our businesses is like, you know, we had a goal of five million in revenue and we make four. Like, you know, ultimately you'd probably still be pretty happy or whatever, you know, the given money is. And if you have a quota every every quarter, you need to hit 300,000 in sales and, you know, you know your boss as long as you hit 268, you're going to be good. It's okay. But, you know, in football, it's very, very like you either get it done or... Or you don't. It's it's really what makes sports so different than any other business. Because you're going to make money regardless. But you're ultimately judged on winning and losing. Most of us, like, in our businesses, we just want to make more money. Right? We just want to expand. But it's not like, you guys won that quarter or you guys lost. And it kind of becomes that, I guess, in the stock market when these publicly traded companies, like, either outperform or underperform. But those are all a little bit kind of arbitrary. Like, there's no arbitrary outcome of the Bills-Chiefs playoff game, right? You're either going to win it or you, lo- or you lost it. And the Bills lost it. So, to me, they got so close against a powerhouse team that they go, and they've lost to them now two years in a row, they go, how do we get over the hump? And they're really just worried about 2022 and 2023. They're not worried about three, four years from now. 
because their window and the windows in the NFL are small. We thought the Harbaugh Niners and the Pete Carroll LOB Seattle were going to last a decade. They lasted a combined like six years. So it, it can end very, very quickly. So I, I just think the Bills, all their chips are in the middle of the table and they're doing whatever it takes. It's not a six-year deal, but it is basically a three-year deal. Do I think they overpaid for him? Fuck yeah, I do. But I, I understand where they're coming from. Would I have done it? No. But I, I do get it. I, I do get it. Diggs, I have no problem with the Diggs contract. The, the, the Von Miller contract, who are you bidding against at those numbers? You couldn't have got him for 35 guaranteed? They gave him $51 million guaranteed. That to me is nuts. And I think Von Miller is one of the greatest players of all time at his position. But that much money? Man. My question is, this is from Nick. Do you think the fact the Packers don't have an owner or are in a small market hinders our ability to bring to bring in big free agents? I feel like we are destined to just draft and develop in Green Bay. We never make big splash in free agency. I think it definitely hurts. Now, when I talked about the Packers needing an owner, ultimately my point wasn't about them being able to attract players or not. It was more from financials for the league. But if you were a Packer fan, wouldn't you rather have some sweet, rich owner owning your team? Now, just because you have a rich owner, David Tepper, doesn't mean your team's going to be good. Right? Steve Ballmer bought the Clippers. Like, they didn't even make the playoffs, technically. Now, Paul George somehow failed a COVID test and Kawhi's hurt. But still... You know, Steve Ballmer's one of the richest men in the world. His team can't win. But if I was a Packer fan, I'd rather have an owner than doing what we're doing. Thank you for entertaining. As a Bears fan, I have plenty of opinions on what the team should do, but I would love to hear your breakdown of the current situation, cap space, and how to rebuild the right situation. Cheers. And if you ever need a bottle of Beam Suntry product, I got you. Not even sure what that is, but it sounds good. Is that alcohol? I saw someone wrote an article how Justin Fields should ask for a trade. Obviously, the Bears aren't trading Justin Fields, and Justin Fields is not going to ask for a trade. But their team needs a complete and utter overhaul. They don't have a first-round pick. So they're a little bit like the Texans were last year. A little different scenario because they have this young quarterback. But their O-line sucks. They don't have a first-round pick. They didn't have that much cap space because of Ryan Pace's previous money. They needed to take a step back before they can take two steps forward. I have no issue with what they did this offseason. My only issue was like, they hired that coach? Uberflus? Uberflus is going to be a good NFL head coach? I don't know, man. And Ryan Poles, who I've heard great things about, guaranteed they're going to run the division again. Like, bro, just, what are we doing? But in terms of what they're doing from from a personnel standpoint, like, I, I don't, you can't do much. They're in a tough position. I don't think you can really judge them this offseason. A little bit like the Atlanta Falcons last offseason when those guys took over. The team's kind of the team, and unlike Atlanta had the fourth overall pick, the Bears have no pick, you know, in the first round. So it's just, it is what it is. Now they flipped Khalil Mack to get a second round pick. That's a good move, just because what's the point in keeping Khalil Mack? That, that was the right thing to do. Allen Robinson walk, what Allen Robinson wasn't going to resign with them, and they're not going to franchise him. You probably just need to suck this year. I don't think it's crazy to just totally suck and bottom out, which sucks because you're in the second year of Justin Fields, but it's just kind of the situation they're in. It's going to be a long couple years for Bears fans. So buckle up because 
you're going to lose some games. Probably a lot of games. Because the Packers are obviously better than you. The Vikings are obviously better than you. And who knows? The Lions got a bunch of picks. They could be better than you fast. So you, you might suck this year. Like you, honestly, you might win three or four games. If I had to say how many games the Bears win, I'd probably pick four. I'd say they go four and 13. Feels about right. And they end up with the top five pick. Have a great weekend. Or excuse me. It's Monday. I'm off. Not a weekend. Have a great week. And I'll see you Wednesday for the golf podcast if you're into that thing. And if you're not, see you for football talking Friday. Slide up into those DMs. Add John Middlecoff. Could use a few more DMs uh, to answer on next weekend's show, or I guess this upcoming weekend show. And talk to everyone soon. Peace. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.